Blog Talk Radio. Radio show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, this is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, December 10th, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. Well, happy Monday to all of you. I trust that you had a fantastic weekend and that you did take some time for yourself, that you had that time that you needed on yesterday, Sunday, to actually review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are actually supporting your goals for this week. Now, if you didn't get a chance to do that, then the important thing is that you need to do that as soon as possible. You know, it's so very, very important for us to make sure that our goals and the tasks to accomplish those goals are in alignment so that we don't set ourselves up for failure or sabotage ourselves and not get anything done for the week. So this is why every Sunday evening, somewhere, you know, between the hours of seven to nine, you need to really schedule that quiet time where you pull aside and you actually look at your calendar. And, you know, for those of you that are moms or you may work an evening job on the weekends or what have you, then, of course, you will have to just shift your schedule to accommodate you having that quiet time. But what you don't want to do is use the excuse that I'm working or my kids are up and I spend that time or it's family time. Uh, Because trust me, I've heard it all. But you know, ladies, at the end of the day, regardless of how valid the statement is that we use as to why we don't look at our calendars or why we're not properly planning, unfortunately, it's still an excuse. And so we need to do a better job as business women with making sure that we review, we have a bird's eye view of what's going on with our calendar for the week. Because oftentimes we have so many activities and things listed, but the question is, is it really making us money? Do we have the right kind of activities that are going to help us to take our business to a whole nother level this week? And so we are responsible for that. And so again, I want to remind you of that. And if you have not done so, then after the show, you need to look at your calendar and schedule some time today to review the rest of the week and know exactly what you are doing. And you know, for some business women, you know, you're going to find out that, that I didn't even set a goal. I don't know what my goals are. Because I haven't been setting goals. I've just been kind of flying with by the seat of my pants and doing business as I go instead of properly planning. Well, you know, you can't beat yourself up about that. But when you know better, you do better, right? And so what you do is you start right from where you are and you set some goals. Don't trip yourself up by trying to set far out goals, but just some, some simple goals that are going to help you to gain better clarity and to see where you're trying to go. 
I want to uh, definitely give a huge shout out to all of those people who were with me in Las Vegas this past weekend. Um, we all, a lot of us went to the Eric Warre Recruiting Mastery Conference. Now, uh, as many of you do know that I totally believe in the power of network marketing, or MLM as some people know it, um, and we have a lot of members at Women About Biz that are in network marketing, and so I always want to go and be kept up with the latest information. In addition to that, as you know, we also at Women About Biz have a sister site, Lifestyle for Her, which is similar to network marketing. And so I went to get a lot of tips and resources. I went to learn, um, and boy, did I learn. I met some incredible people at this conference. But one person in particular that I um, had the opportunity to listen to their speech, and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal, was Magic Johnson. Um, he is known by many as one of the greatest basketball players uh, in the world today, and he is also uh, a, an entrepreneur. He is a serial entrepreneur because he owns multiple businesses, but these businesses have literally generated billions of dollars, and he's done so well as the CEO uh, of his company. And so he just really gave some great tips. And so I'm going to be sharing with you some of those tips that Magic Johnson gave and what he talked about, because I really think that it is relevant to us being in business today. The other uh, person that was a great, phenomenal speaker was John Maxwell. And um, John, that's my guy. He is just a most phenomenal speaker and teacher and such wisdom. And so I want to also share with you a little bit about what John Maxwell talked about at this particular conference as well. So that'll be coming up a little bit later. But for now, I want to make sure as we are closing in on ending our year, I want to make sure that I continue to share with you the five questions to generate cash in 2018, because these questions are just so very, very important. If if you are going to hold yourself accountable and put yourself in check, then these are questions that you should be asking yourself anyway. And although I'll be ending um, on the last Monday of this month, which is the 31st, I'll be ending those questions and starting a whole new set of questions coming up on the first Monday of January, uh, which is January 7th. I want you guys to remember these questions and know that any time that you need to ask yourself these particular questions, doesn't matter what year it is or what time it is, these are valid questions that are going to help you to become a better business leader. So here's question number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? This, this is a question that you need to be asking yourself at the top of every week. On Sunday, I always recommend that you take that quiet time for yourself and you really look at your calendar and look at what am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do? Because if you don't know, you can't delegate uh, to your team to implement tasks that are going to help you to get it done, right? Very, very important. Here's question number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract 
new leads. Again, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? You know, implementation is so very, very important. And implementation really represents one powerful word, and that is action. We must become queens of action. And the other thing that has to happen with the action is that we must take consistent action. We must be very consistent in moving forward with implementing um, a marketing system that is going to generate us more business. And oftentimes what I find is that consistency is not in place. Consistency means that, yes, it is in my workflow and and we have a marketing system set up and every day I can go and track and see how many times these emails went out, how many people are signing up. I can go and literally um, track myself and see what's going on. And so that is why consistency is so important. Without consistency, you can't really evaluate whether or not your marketing is actually working. So you have a lot of people that believe that their marketing is not working for them. And yet, if they were to be asked for um, a database of some sort to show, hey, how many times did this email go out? How many people responded to the email? How many people requested this particular service? Uh, let us, you know, what type of uh, email did you send out? Where's the copy for this email? Are the content being used to send out to people? They couldn't show it to you because they don't have it. So you have to be very careful about saying that your marketing is not working if you don't have a marketing system in the first place. So this particular question will really hold you to the hot seat and hold you accountable as to whether or not, again, that you are actually um, doing your job as a leader, okay? So very, very important. So I want you to understand that, and I want you to, to know um, that you have to hold yourself accountable at all costs. And that's what these questions are for, is to indeed hold, hold you accountable um, and make sure that you catch things before anybody else does, right? Because you're the owner and you want to know what's going on in your business before other people do. Here's question number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my products and service? Again, Okay, and this one is really important. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? Now, this is most helpful technique, uh, and it is a part of marketing, but it's the most helpful technique when you are low on budget. You know, you're strapped for cash. You don't have a whole lot of cash, but you've got to generate and stir up a lot of uh, activity so that you can generate some leads. Then this is a perfect system. Now, most of us have social media friends, friends on social media. And so if you're trying to figure out, well, I don't know a whole lot of people to call three people daily. Well, actually, you, you do. 
if you're attending networking events once or twice a week, and if you are friending people on a consistent level on social media, you've got those three people that you could be talking with daily, okay? So again, this is a method that you can use. Um, not only should you use it when you're strapped for cash or low on a budget and you're trying to generate, but this should be something that you can do consistently, okay? Here's number four in the five questions to generate cash in 2018. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, in addition to number one, which asks the question, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week? Um, this question is talking about all of the other goals that have to be accomplished because it's not just about you knowing how much money you want to make for the week, but then you have to back up and look at, well, what's going to make me the money? What services am I going to push? What, who do I need to follow up with? So these are other goals that you need to be accomplishing for the week. And then number five, last but not least, in five questions to generate cash in 2018, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Again, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? forward. Well, there's a lot that can be said about change, making changes and looking at your leadership. But ladies, one of the most powerful tools that you already have available to you, if you would only use it, is self-evaluation. Evaluating your own self and looking at where you need to make improvements because your goal should be to become the best leader that you can be for your business. But what I find oftentimes is that many businesswomen don't know what they should be doing as the leader of their company. And a lot of the times it's because they've never actually written a position description for themselves. And so this is the first place that you need to start. It's the first place that you need to start for your business, which is so very, very important. So again, I want to encourage you to write a position description for your business and make sure that um, instead of putting it in paragraph format, put it in bullet point format, okay? Almost like a to-do list so that you know what you should be doing. And maybe you might have sections, you know, what is it that I daily? What should I be doing weekly? What should I be doing monthly? What should I be doing annually, right? And that's so very, very important for you to do. Uh, that way you can hold yourself accountable and you can look at that list every single day until you get used to knowing what you should be doing. Another way to look at it is that uh, what if you were to hire someone to come into your business and run the company for you, but you were still chairman of the board? What would you be expecting from that other person as far as the type of reports that you would like to see or what have you? Would you want to see weekly sales reports? Do you want to see how many people have contacted the company requesting information? And out of that number, how many of those people have been converted to customers or clients? So those are some of the things that you want to take a look at as you are beginning at your leadership role, okay? And then, of course, when you have a position description 
in your business, in your company, one of the things that you should know is that if you should decide to let someone else run your business, you have already paved the way and you have already developed a position description that would help them. So again, this is the first place that you should be starting with your leadership is to have clarity and know what it is that you need to be doing as the leader of your company. Um, and so I'm going to talk about this more as we look at our overall theme for this entire month, becoming a fabulous business leader, part two. Okay. And um, I'm very, very excited about this topic because um, I think as, as business women, oftentimes we get ourselves so caught up in the labor role of business, being busy, that we think that we're doing the most important thing, when in actuality, the labor role, although important, is not as important as also being the leader of our companies and, and really making some things happen for ourselves. So I'm going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Right now, uh, I want to share with you some things that are going on over at Women About Biz. Um, I want to talk to you about, first of all, uh, making sure that you visit and you read our blog to keep updated with some of the things that are happening uh, at Women About Biz. And, you know, usually when we put up a new article um, or we provide some new, some new information on the overall website, we're going to also make sure that we duplicate it in the blog so that you don't have to uh, search all over for it, that you'll easily be able to see some of the new things coming up. So definitely make sure that you go and you visit the blog itself. The other thing is that we do have um, an updated podcast listing of the Successful Woman Radio Show as well. So if you need to listen to the show, then you'll be able to actually listen to the radio show and listen to the previous shows by clicking on podcast in the top white menu bar. So you'll be able to do that as well. Um, in addition to that, if you have not already, Women About Biz has started um, a nationwide group or community on Facebook, and it's doing wonderful. And we invite you to be amongst our family of business women who's not only sharing information about our businesses, but we are providing resources and answering questions um, that other women might have about growing their business, starting their company. So again, I want to remind you, if you have not yet, make sure you go and you sign up for our new Facebook nationwide community. Um, and you can do that by simply clicking on community in the top menu bar at womenaboutbiz.net. Okay, again, just going to the top menu bar and clicking on womenaboutbiz.net. And there you will actually see all the things going on um, once you join the community. We're excited because one of our biggest goals uh, for the community thus far is that we want to see 100,000 women in our nationwide community on Facebook in 2019. And that is our goal. So just imagine how this is going to benefit you. Can you imagine belonging to a group of business women that's not just about spamming the group, 
always putting up sales flyers, but these are a group of women who are of like mind. Not only do they want the opportunity to promote themselves, but they're looking to share valuable resources and they're looking to support. And that's the type of group that we have. And so if you have not joined that group yet, we want to encourage you uh, to join the Women About Biz nationwide Facebook group. And again, you can easily join it by going to womenaboutbiz.net. And in the top white menu bar, click on the word community and um, just fill in the short contact information and you'll automatically be added to the group. If you're already a member of the group and you haven't been participating, what are you waiting on? This is a phenomenal way to meet new people, to friend new people that you otherwise would not have known, to talk with different people. So again, this is your opportunity to spread your net work, right? And so, um, you know, if you know of other business women, we want you to share it with other business women that Women About Biz has a nationwide Facebook group. We want you to share it and we want you to add other women to the community and suggest other members. So make sure that you that you do that. It is 1226 after the hour and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. And we're so very, very excited that you are with us today. I want to go ahead again. I promised that I would share some information um, that I learned as I was at the GoPro Recruiting Mastery in Las Vegas, Nevada this past weekend. Uh, this is given by Eric Warre. And if you are in um, the network marketing industry, you definitely want to check out um, GoPro. Uh, you can go to goproacademy.com or you could go to Eric Warre, spelled E-R-I-C-W-O-R-R-E.com. And um, he is really helping to really build a, a wonderful network marketing industry overall, uh, one that anyone who's in network marketing can be proud of by by making sure that he provides incredible training, just awesome training. And this is so helpful to anybody that is trying to recruit, whether you're in a direct sales company, you're in a network marketing business, or whether you have a sales uh, team of your own in your own traditional business. So um, he had several speakers, but I just want to um, point out some things that I actually learned from um, Magic Johnson, who his his speech was just absolutely phenomenal. And then also John Maxwell, uh, who was also another phenomenal speaker. So let's just go ahead and start with Magic Johnson. Uh, you know, one of the things that Magic Johnson talked about is he talked about how you really have to pay attention to what it is that your customer wants. He says so often, you know, we can start businesses and become very selfish business owners and look at how we want to run the business, but we're not really paying attention to the customer. He says, but we need to be paying to attention to the customer and we need to be offering exceptional customer service. Okay, he didn't say standard customer service, but he says we need to go over and beyond um, 
good customer service and offer exceptional customer service um, because that is what's going to keep people uh, coming back to your business and that's one to, that's what's going to keep loyal customers and clients. And that's something that we all need to pay attention to because sometimes we're so busy marketing uh, and we're so busy trying to make money we aren't paying attention to what is making us the money, which is the client, which is the customer. So you need to ask yourself, do I have a customer or client appreciation day? Do I send thank you notes to my clients? Do I uh, often give my clients a gift or a perk or a deep discount when they've used my business multiple times? How can I make my clients remember who I am and how can I show them my appreciation, which is so very important? So we need to start offering exceptional customer service, not just good customer service, but exceptional. The other thing that he said that uh, went a long way with me, he talked about relatives and using relatives in your business. And he, he had us all laughing because he said, I paid my relatives to stay away. And we were all laughing, thinking that he was joking. And he made a serious face and he says, listen, I'm not joking. He says, I don't hire my relatives just for the sake of saying I'm helping my family. If I want to help my family, I'm going to go ahead and give my family money. I'm going to help them out. I'm going to help my nieces and my nephews out. But what I'm not going to do is hire family for the sake of hiring family when they are not qualified to be in positions to work in my business. And I agree with him on that. And I, I have hired family, and I know exactly what he's saying. And one of the reasons why I think on a micro business level or a small business level why we may hire family is that in our minds we're thinking, well, I don't have that much money. Um, this person needs help. I need help in the business, so maybe I can train them to do what I need them to do. And so that solves the problem both ways of me having to hire somebody. I can just be giving the money to them. Unfortunately, that is not the thought path of a leader. Okay, and that is not how we should be looking at it. All of us have family. All of us want to help our families out. But oftentimes, it's not the right thing to do because our family members don't have the qualifications that we need them to have to work in our business. And we need to know and understand that. So with that said, be careful about hiring family members. And if you hire your kids, you have to set some guidelines. If you're going to make your business a family business, then you have to set some guidelines and help them to become qualified to work in your business, even if it's your teenagers. If your teenagers are working in your business, and let's say you have your daughter answering the phones, then your daughter needs to have some customer communication training. You need to look up trainings that you can pay for, uh, whether it's a webinar, whether it's online. You need to create scripts for her so that she can properly answer your phone. Um, if your son is working for you and you, your son is going to build your website because you think he's very technical and he understands all of that, it doesn't necessarily mean that he understands how to build a business website and what needs to take place. So maybe you need to get him some training to go along with the technical skills that he already has. And those are just a couple of examples. But what we need to be mindful of is hiring our relatives is not always the best thing to do. And I picked up 
so many nuggets, but those are two of the nuggets that I wanted to bring back and share with you and, and, and just add some value to you on the show today um, and, and share with you what Magic Johnson shared because he was being so real when he talked about not hiring family for the sake of hiring family. And and then I want to talk to you about John Maxwell. Wow. He was just phenomenal. He's awesome. You know, he's written over 100 books, sold over 30 million copies of his books. He's a renowned speaker on leadership. He's a Christian. He's a faith-based leader. And he was just absolutely phenomenal, right? So one of the things that John talked about that I'd like to share with you is he talked about And, you know, what is it that's going to keep you consistent in your business and keep working on your business until not only until you reach a certain level of success, but until you set new goals and reach new heights, new levels of success. And he talked about the fact that one of the one of the rules of life that we need to understand about being successful is that we've got to stop jumping from business idea to business idea, just literally just, you know, just jumping all around and not sticking with any one thing. We're constantly changing and moving on because we're not making money right away. We're thinking that we need to keep moving to something else. When in actuality, the first question we need to ask ourselves is, do I have the right tools to help this business be successful? He says, and then if you have the right tools, then what you need to do is stay consistent, make sure that you you are doing what you're supposed to be doing as the leader, holding yourself accountable and keep pushing forward. Because he says success is an uphill climb. It's not an it's not an even drive, right? It's an uphill climb. And so you have to keep climbing and keep pulling on the rope until you get to the top of that mountain. So he gave a really good analogy. And that analogy was that if you hit the same tree with the right tool five times a day, no matter how big that tree is. It may take you a shorter time. It may take you a longer time. doesn't matter whether you're male or female. If you have the right tool, which in this case is an ax, and you keep hitting at that tree five times every single day, eventually that tree is going to go down. It's going to fall, okay? And the point that he was trying to prove is that if you if you have the right tools to build your business, so really, really get that part because you first have to have the right tool. Uh, he pointed out that if you had a baseball bat hit a tree five times, you are gonna, eventually that baseball bat is going to break, but that tree is going to be strong and still standing still. It's not going anywhere. But if you have an axe and you hit that tree five times every single day, depending on the size of the tree, it's going to go down eventually. In other words, If you have the right tools to build your business and you know you have the right tools and you stay consistent with what you are doing and you are the best leader that you can be for your business, you're going to see success. You just need to stay constant. You need to be consistent with what you are doing and stop quitting just when the going is getting good, you quit. So you never know whether or not the business would have been successful or not. And now you're moving to another business or moving to another idea and having to do the same thing all over again when you could have been further ahead using that ax, hitting that tree and getting ready to see that success happen, right? And so 
I, I really listened at that, and I really had an aha moment with that. Now, this is not to say that you shouldn't change businesses. Of course, we have to use our common sense here, you know, because if this is a business, if you are in a business that's not resonating with you, it's just you thought you would like it, you don't like it, and you're feeling enslaved to the business, it's not something that you want to be doing, then, of course, you definitely, definitely need to move on. Okay, and find something that does resonate with you and some, something that you can uh, be committed to and something that you can be consistent with, right? But that, he was talking about businesses where we want to be in that business, but yet we're holding on to that one business, but then starting other businesses thinking we've got we've to create new businesses to make money. And we've left our first love and gone on to other things. And what he's saying is that's not the wrong way to do it. You've got to be consistent with what you're doing and know that what you're doing uh, is the right thing. You have the right tools. You are being the right leader. And then you need to stay consistent. And if you do that every single day, holding yourself accountable and making the changes along the way that are necessary, you're going to see some success. Um, and so I wanted to point that out to you because I know as women, we can be fickle, ladies. We can be fickle a lot. And we can have a tendency to want to switch up and make changes based on what's popular, what's not popular, what's the next best thing. Or we have a tendency to allow others to talk us into getting involved with another type of business or activity that doesn't have anything to do with what we purpose to do in the first place. So we have to be very, very careful of that. Okay, and so I want us to be mindful as we strive to grow our businesses that we don't allow other people, places or things to sway us to jump into other things when we should be hitting the same tree every single day and doing what we can do to make our businesses successful. Okay, I want to go ahead and move right on into our hot topic, which is becoming a fabulous business leader, right? As I said last Monday, I simply love the word fabulous. It means tremendous, phenomenal, remarkable, exceptional, amazingly good. And that is the type of leader that you want to be. And I just want to let you know again that leadership is the number one key to your business success. When you are a good leader, when you know how to build a good leadership team, when you know how to gather a group of um, contractors together to service your company, when you know how to be the best leader for yourself, you, you're clear, you know what you should be doing daily, weekly, quarterly, monthly, you know all of those things, you know what your sales goals are, you can hold yourself accountable. When you know these things, then you will be one incredible leader to take your business to the next level. And if you feel that you can't do those things, then you can still be the best leader by getting another person to lead your company to the next level. So very, very important, okay? So last week I shared five things that you needed to do to start working on being the exceptional leader of your business. Um, and I'm going to quickly call out those five things. And then today I want to talk with you 
um, about additional ways to become a better business leader for your company. So last week, the five things to be start being a fabulous leader were, number one, know what you want to experience in 2019. Number two, make sure your belief system is supporting and enhancing what it is that you want to experience. Number three, be clear on your role as the CEO owner of your business. Number four was to create your power team. And number five is to become a master of implementation. We talked about action and how very, very important action is to our business. And so you need to become that master of implementation. So today, um, I want to go ahead with a new list of ways to become that business leader that you need to be for your your business. But first, let me just remind you that you can listen to last Monday's episode simply by going to womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on podcasts in the top menu bar. And of course, you can do it from your smart device, your phone, notepad, or iPad, as well as listen to last week's podcast from iTunes, uh, if you have an iPhone, or uh, from um, Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, if you have an Android. So we have multiple ways for you to listen uh, to the previous broadcast of the show. So again, I'm not going to go into the five um, items I listed uh, that we talked about on last week other than to give them to you today. But if you want to hear in depth about each one of them, then make sure you go and listen to our previous broadcast from last Monday. That was December 3rd. And again, you can listen right from the website, whether you're on your phone, uh, computer, or notepad, iPad. Okay. Um, today, I want to go into talking about more ways to become a better business leader, a fabulous leader, okay? Um, So we left off with becoming a master of implementation, which was number five on last week, right? Um, But we talked about also creating a power team of individuals and how important that was. So I want to talk today about how to work with your team and not just over them. So when you delegate something to an individual who is a part of your team, they don't have to be an employee. It could be someone who owns their own business, but they are servicing your business. The important thing that you need to understand is that you have to set that person up to be successful for your business. If you, if you abdicate a task, and abdication means that you're giving a person a task and then just letting them go with it. You haven't given them any guidance, direction, instructions, or anything. You've just let them go run with it. You haven't even set a deadline. You don't even know when they're going to get back with you. You're just, you've just given it to them, right? If you abdicate a task, then you get what you get, which is, you lose total control and you have somebody else that you're at their beck and call to because you don't know when they're going to finish your project. And then they can come back to you and say, well, you never set a deadline. You never did this. You never did that. And so as a result, they would be correct. And so it's difficult for you to try to correct a situation like that, uh, especially someone who owns their own business when you didn't have an agreement uh, uh, and you didn't give them instructions. So I want to go over with you 
What you need to be doing when you hire somebody or when you contract somebody to do work for you, because this is what's going to make you a good leader. The first thing you need to understand is that when you contract somebody, you need to work alongside them as they are a part of your team and so are you. Okay, um, you don't go back and sit back on your throne and order everybody around because that's not a good leader. A good leader works beside their team. A good leader works with their team. Okay, and so one of the things that you want to do before you delegate is get clear on what it is that you need. So that's that's the first thing is to get clear. Uh, as a leader, your responsibility is to always have a bird's eye view of what's going on in your company and have a bird's eye view on delegating the tasks that you need to have completed in your business, right? And so if you're not clear, it's going to be very difficult to try to explain to someone else what to do. Also, if you're not clear, that gives leeway to anybody to make up how they want to do it and how they want to treat your company and provide services to your company. So again, you first have to set the pace. You have to set the rule. Okay. Here's number two. The second thing that's going to be important with working with individuals is that the, you have to actually write out not only the task, but you have to write out rules of the task because many tasks that you have people assigned to, most of those tasks are going to carry some type of rule that you need carried out. So whether it's uh, writing an article or designing a graphic piece or whatever it might be, there are rules to the task that need to be clear. And instead of trying to verbally tell them what they are, you really should get used to having kind of an outline that you use when you are delegating tasks to other individuals outside of your company or individuals that are going to perform some type of task for you to accomplish a goal, okay? So the first thing you should do, of course, is you're going to have the name of the task, which describes in a little bit about what the task is about, but then you want to have a description of the task itself. And the description of the task just kind of briefly states what has to happen in order for this task to be accomplished. Uh, again, you ladies know I like bullet points. So if you bullet point, hey, here are the steps to getting this task accomplished, that really gives them a better aha moment of understanding exactly what you want. Then you have to set a deadline of when you want to see um, if the task is a long task, then you need to set a deadline of when you want to see, let's say, the first draft of the task, or you want to see how far they've gotten on the task, right? Um, you want to set a deadline, and then in your calendar, you're actually going to go in your calendar and schedule a follow-up session with that individual to actually see that. Now, they know the date, and you know the date that the follow-up will occur, Right? The next thing that you want to do is you want to set a deadline for when the task is to be completed, okay? And deadlines are very, very important because they help you to get your task and your goals accomplished at a faster pace. So this is about holding individuals accountable who you delegate information to, who you delegate tasks. And again, this does not alleviate you from doing anything. 
you are still responsible as the leader to follow up, to manage, to coordinate. You're still responsible for all of that. And yet some people just totally abdicate, meaning they totally give it up. And they don't even understand that when you do that as a leader, you're giving up control, you're giving up power. And that's not what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do is you're trying to work beside, work with someone and give them guidance over how you would like something done. You know, there's a saying, no one can be you, and that's so true. But what you need to understand is while no one can be you in your business, what they should be able to do is they should be able to follow your direction. Okay? And so when you are delegating tasks, Individuals are, in essence, following your directions, and they're not being you, but by following your directions and by you creating the directions that you are providing to them, it means, in essence, that you have a flavor of yourself in everything that they are doing, thereby it's going to resemble you and what you represent, whatever task it might be, and that's so very, very important, okay? Let's go ahead and take a look at some other things that's going to be required of you for leadership as you are developing um, your power team of, of people. You know, ladies, I think it's important to understand that no person is perfect in this world, okay? Uh, people that you hire are going to make mistakes, they are um, they they are going to make mistakes. Now, some make more mistakes than others, but I want to say this: even when you have given the best of instructions, people make mistakes, and you need to understand that, and you need to be willing to um, give leeway or give room for mistakes being to be made. So you need to give a person time, proper time to do a task. While you set deadlines, you should under you should pad that deadline time. You know, for example, if this is December and I say, hey, I need you to write an article and the deadline for writing this article is December the 15th. Well, in my mind and in my calendar, I've already scheduled that this article won't come out until the 1st of January, but I'm giving plenty of leeway time in case mistakes are making. I could correct it and still come out on time. So, see, that falls back on you as the leader. But oftentimes, you know, you have a lot of people that delegate and then they want to fuss with the person and argue and talk about what's not done instead of working for a solution to get the task completed. And so I want to remind you of that one thing, that no one is perfect and there are going to be mistakes made. What you want to make sure is that the mistakes that are being made are not so big as shutting your business down or it's causing you to lose business because this person's being hard-headed and not listening at what you're saying. So that's what's going to be very, very important, okay? And so I want you I want you to understand this, and I want you to be the best leader that you possibly can be, and I want you to never, ever place all of the responsibility for a task that you're delegating to be in the hands of the person that you're delegating to. You have just as equal of responsibility for that task as they do. 
So you can never lay all blame on someone when, when something isn't being done properly because you have to come back to yourself and say, did I give them clear instructions? Did they say they understood? Did I do consistent follow-up to make sure that they were they were doing it right? If I had any doubt that they may not be on the right track, did I did I follow up more frequently to make sure of that? Okay, so we have to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable and and understand that nobody is perfect and that mistakes are often made uh, when we're trying to get things done for our business. But the less mistakes can be made if we have uh, a check and balance system and if we have followed up properly as the leader of our business. The next thing I want to talk about in being a fabulous leader where creating your very own power team is concerned is that you really want to be a leader that inspires people to do good work. Okay. And I can't talk enough about inspiring people to do good work. When someone takes on a task, they should feel like it's their task and they should take pride in it, but you should inspire them to take pride. And one of the ways to inspire other people who are working with you is, number one, share your mission. Share your overall mission for the business. Go a little bit in depth about the task and how it's going to help you to um, accomplish an overall goal that you've been trying to accomplish for a while. Let them know the important role that they play in accomplishing the goal. And then as you follow up and see how they're doing with particular task, compliment them when a compliment is due. If they're doing good work, if you like what they are doing, then you need to let them know and say, hey, this is a good good work. This is a, a beautiful flyer, or this graphic looks phenomenal, or I love the way you did this. You know, this is, this is great. And after the task is over, a simple email to say, thank you so much for completing this task is due. You know, always inspire people to be better. Always inspire people to have a desire to want to work with you. That is a good leader. You want to be well-rounded. You want to make sure that people are very clear on what you're asking them to do. And you want them to have a pleasant experience working with you. Okay? A pleasant experience working with you. Very, very important. Okay? The next thing I think is very important is as you are delegating tasks, often we don't ask people who are doing work with us, how are how am I doing as a delegator? Am I being clear with you on what it is that I need or, or do I need to communicate better with you? Oftentimes we can be selfish and only worrying about what we want, what we need. Um, but we need to also make sure that we're communicating in a way that we are allowing a person to be the best that they can be. So watch your communication skills and how you are connecting with people that are on your power team or people that you contract to do work for you. Okay. That's going to be very, very important. Um, I know that is something that I really want to improve on is when I have someone writing articles for me or someone participating for me with Women About Biz or helping me, you know, research more information, I want to make sure that I ask them from this point forward, how am I communicating with you? Am I providing information to you that is helping you to complete this task on point and beyond just it being good, but it's being done exceptionally. Am I helping you to do that? Uh, and that's very, very important. So ladies, 
I've just shared with you some more ways that you can become an exceptional, uh, a fabulous leader. And I want you to not just take this with a, you know, with a grain of salt, but I really want you to dig in and ask yourself, how can I become exceptional? How can I become the best leader that I need to be for my business, right? And sometimes, again, it's going to require you to dig deep and do a lot of self-evaluation, but you'll be happier and you will create lifetime relationships with individuals that will will be very loyal to you. Uh, Even sometimes when you don't have the funds to pay, you'll find that people want to still help you, and it's because of the relationship that you have built with them. It's because they respect you, they have caught on to your vision, and they see how you are trying to provide impeccable service or products to other people people. So I hope that you have enjoyed that. Uh, As we continue on with the theme, becoming a fabulous business leader, make sure you listen to last week's um, podcast so that you can really grab uh, where I'm going with with helping you to understand how this is going to help you take your business to the next level. Well, that's all I have for today. I want you to have a productive and phenomenal week. Let it be an abundant one. Take care, everybody. Talk to you on next Monday. Bye-bye.